0: Welcome to the New Abbey Podcast. We are a Jesus community telling the biggest story of God in Los Angeles. We're excited that you're joining the conversation with us today. Enjoy. Uh, I love about this community is that we're all about conversation. Uh, I don't believe as a pastor that I have all of the application or answers for your life. I just want to ask better questions and in asking better questions, trusting that you are a healthy adult and you are going to figure out uh, the best solutions and path and journey for your life. So with that, we're going to break you out to Zoom groups, click on the whatever it is conversation time button or the zoom link that they have for you and we'll be answering this question with one another what do you think about 2021 so far enjoy it was a cold and it was a foggy night and rabbi akiva was journeying through ancient palestine and on ancient Palestine this night, 1,800 years ago, Rabbi Akiva took a left instead of taking a right. And when he took a left, he ended up coming to a Roman barracks. And upon arriving at the Roman barracks within this foggy and cold evening, the Roman guard in Praetorium shouted out to him, Who are you and where are you going? Rabbi Akiva said to the guard, What did you say to me? They said, Who are you and where are you going? And Rabbi Akiva said, How much do they pay you to work here? And the Roman guard shared with Rabbi Akiva the number. And he said, I'll pay you twice as much money to come to my home every morning and to ask me the same questions. Who are you and where are you going? These are the questions that we ask ourselves as human beings. We ask ourselves these larger existential questions at the beginning of every new year, hoping that as the time shifts from December 31st at 11.59 to January 1st, that within that minute that a magic is going to happen, that new possibilities will arise, that the things that we've always longed for, that who we are and where we're going could change, that there's new hopes and new realities new momentums, new possibilities, and even the opportunity for some new abs that could take place in 2021, oh, yeah. that we are people who dream, that we're people who have hopes, and we're asking these deeper questions. And interestingly enough, as we got into 2021, as globally and corporately, we all experience 2020 which was a year where things were on pause, which was a year where the entire world was uncomfortable, where we waited the news of a vaccine, where we longed for life to go back to normal. We were asking those bigger questions of who are we and where are we going? And when we ask those questions, we not only ask them individually, we ask them corporately, societally. Are we the best version of ourselves? And then we get six days into a new year, and we watch the news and we're horrified of who we might have become and where we might actually be heading. But the power of God, the power of good news, is that everything can be reconciled. Everything can be reclaimed. Everything can be renewed. And it is the baggage that we've carried from the past that will shape and inform who we might be as we move into the future. And so this year in 2021, I thought a lot over the winter break about who is New Abbey? Where are we going? What are the things that we actually care about? That one of my favorite things to do as a pastor is to think about all of the narratives from each of you. I think about the DMs and the Zoom calls and the phone conversations and the text messages and a year's worth of getting to chat with you, New Abby. and where are you at in your journey? Where are you at in the things that you're honestly and faithfully deconstructing, the bigger questions that you're asking for your life? Where are you at in the things that you're reconstructing? What are the things that you're holding on to? What are the bigger questions that you're wanting to be answered for your life? What are the hopes and dreams that you have? And I've just recognized the power of a journey, the power of a story, that our story is powerful, that each and every one of our stories, that when we live to the best of what we're able to live to, that it has the capacity to change the world. And so through some prayer and consideration and thinking about the life of our community, It really dawned on me, maybe we should look into the book of Genesis, that the book of Genesis is all about an epic story. It's all about the journey. And the power of a story is the story, that as we slowly work our way through epic stories like Lord of the Rings or Star Wars or 22 movies through Marvel, somewhere in there, we find ourselves within that story. We find meaning from these bigger characters. We ask larger questions about the universe and who we are and where we might be going. And so for 2021, for the foreseeable future, we will be in the book of Genesis asking larger questions about our journey, about who we are and where we're going with one another. And we begin in the middle of the journey in Genesis because each and every one of us are there. We're not at the beginning and we're not at the end. We're somewhere in the middle of who we are. That within each of our lives, there's already luggage and baggage and stories that we carry with us, and there's an unknown future ahead. And how will we interpret the things that we've carried along so far? How will we make sense of all of the weight and the narratives and the things that we've collected in our lives? That hopefully as we work through the book of Genesis, we'll ask these bigger questions together because we're all starting somewhere from the middle. The future is yet to be known, but hopefully we will discover that and have a brighter future with one another. So follow along with me in Genesis chapter 12. The Lord had said to Abram, go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and whoever curses you, I will curse. And all peoples, all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. The story of Abraham starts Seemingly out of nowhere, it comes in the middle of the first book of the Bible, and it's helpful for each of us because we all begin in the middle of our journey. We begin with new hopes like we do in the year 2021, and oftentimes our new hopes are disrupted by the realities of life. Sometimes I need the great prophets of the meme world to help give me a little levity as life uh, kind of throws some curveballs at me. And so as I was hopeful, like all of you, to jump into 2021, six days in, I was a little bit shocked. And the memes provided me some hope. Here's a couple of my favorites so far. That's where you laugh wherever you're at home. That's good. Yes, that's good. I like that. Uh but it just looks the same. Oh for you friends fans out there. Come on, I know. I know. Yeah, some of you are there. Some of you are there right now you still have that hangover, so that's good. And then my absolute favorite. God, please God let 2020 be a good one. You guys are still alive? I love it. And how many of us feel that way? How many of us feel like, oh man, we've just been abandoned? But that's not the story. The story is that God finds us in the middle of our journey, wherever we're at, and that we're asking these bigger questions about who we are and where we're going. And to do that, we gotta do a few things. So we already talked about Rabbi Akiva, and then if we can do that, then we gotta dig a little bit more into the journey of Genesis and think about those memes. And then if we can do that, then we can rethink the Bible, Israel, the Old Testament, Torah, and the entire struggle to be human, said everybody on a Sunday morning because they wanted something fun to do. And then if we can understand that, then we'll talk about the reticular activators some neuroscience on a Sunday morning. And then we'll ask a bigger question of what do you want to tell yourself? And if we can do that, a little bit of hashtag blessed. And if we can do that, a little bit of hashtag blessing. Do you remember those days, like hashtag? Remember when people do that, like hashtag blessed, hashtag blessing? No one else remembers that? No, I'm the only one? All right, glad we we had this conversation. What's funny is when I say those things, you can't respond to me anyway, so I have no idea what you're doing on your couch right now, so that's fantastic. The book of Genesis is interesting because the book of Genesis was written way later than most of us were told. So it's confusing for most people who read the Bible because when you read any book, you think, well, it goes in order. You start with the first story and you work your way through. But that's not actually how the book of Genesis was written. What we need to understand more than anything is how the Bible actually works. That when we can understand how the Bible works, we have a better understanding of how we actually engage the Bible in a larger journey or story that it's trying to take us somewhere. Now, many of us grew up in conservative or evangelical environments, or if you were Protestant and it was the Bible alone, you were taught to take the thing incredibly literally. But guess what, everybody? Thank God it is 2021, and we just have more information than we had before we have better theology we have better philosophy we have better lenses in which to understand the scriptures and as we understand those scriptures in fresh ways i actually think it gives us a better understand uh, a better opportunity to faithfully engage with what the stories of scripture are trying to tell us And so for Israel, the story of Abraham is a story that they talked about, but they talked about it many years later when they were in captivity. I know you're getting really excited in this moment because I'm about to talk about ancient history of Israel in the Bible. Settle down. I know. It's some exciting stuff. The history of the Bible is told from the perspective of Israel, particularly the Old Testament. Israel is simply the word for struggle, that the whole Old Testament is telling a narrative about struggle. How freeing is that? How freeing is that for you that the Bible's trying to be honest, that the most difficult job that you'll ever have is to be human? The story of the Bible is not certitude. The story of the Bible is not absolutes. The story of the Bible is the struggle and our faith journey, and faith is that, it's faith. It's wondering, it's hoping for more, but it's never having a certitude about it. And that's okay, that's good, because the fun of life is figuring it out. It's in the mistakes, it's in the joys, it's in the celebrations, it's in the falling down. That's what it means to be human. And so in the year 531 BC, in captivity. They were in captivity in a foreign land in a place called Babylon, which is now modern day Iraq. Well, there's a problem to this story. For the people of Israel, they were freed from the land of Egypt and from Pharaoh, and they created their own nation in which they served their God, Yahweh. That when they were faithfully keeping the commands of Yahweh, that this God promised them that they would have a land to themselves. And this land to themselves was the place where they would make a home for themselves, a name for themselves, where God would bless them and where they would bless the world. And so the story gets awry rather quickly because that land has now been taken from them. Their very identity their very way of understanding the world, their very way of asking these bigger questions of who are you and where are you going has seemed meaningless for 50 years as they've been held in captivity in another place, as they've been exiled. That is incredibly important to understand for how the entire Old Testament is put together. Because it's not until 531 B.C., In a foreign land, in captivity, in exile, when the people of God are struggling their most, when the Bible or the Old Testament is finally written down. It's there in that place that they begin to reinterpret their stories from the past, that they begin to ask themselves the nuances about the stories that they've told themselves so far. So they probably had an oral tradition of the stories of Abraham and Isaac. They had oral traditions of the stories of Exodus, but those stories had never been written down. I don't know for you, but have you ever written in a journal? And then you read that journal 10 years ago, 10 years later, and then you vomit in your mouth a little bit (laughs) at who you were. You're like, I said, what about, huh? I do this all of the time. I have a couple journals that I've kept from when Carissa and I were dating, and I'll go back and read little excerpts, and we laugh out of pain together that I could have ever said these things because they were silly and immature, and you're like, that's how I saw the world, right? I remember this one journal I was reading to her, and I begin it with Abba, right? I love that so much, just Abba, hear these prayers. And I'm not, if any of you are journaling Abba right now, that is not a critique on you. It's just funny for my life. Do whatever you got to do. But we all grow up in some way. And then what happens is that from our vantage point of wherever we're at in this moment, our vantage point from where we're at in the middle of our story is how we reinterpret the past. So Israel is in Babylon, they're in captivity, they're in exile, and they're reinterpreting the past stories that they've had about themselves and they are asking themselves new questions because they don't have the land, the temple, all of the things that they would say, look, the promises are being fulfilled in our lives. But how true is that for all of us? That 2020 felt like a year where we don't have all of the normals that we've always wanted. We don't have the interactions that we're looking for. We don't have the life that we so imagined, that all of us are wearing masks and we can't be six feet within the front of the people that we love. We're not supposed to travel in the same ways that we did before. Everything got turned upside down, that we're all in our own mini-captivities or exile, asking different questions, and we're reinterpreting our past that we're just starting from somewhere in the middle of our journey. But what we want, like every human being wants, is that we want a brighter future. So we look to our past and we reinterpret those narratives and those stories. And that's what Israel did as they begin to write down the book of Genesis. And we'll see that as we work our way through it. It's true of the Abram story. The Abram story, if you look in Genesis 11, it says that Abraham was in a city of Ur. I know Ur, everyone's favorite city from Babylon, right? But that's the Bible giving us clues. Abraham was in Babylon and God called to God, I just got like Southern there. And God, and God said to the children of Israel, I will bless thee and part thy seas for thee. That was Martin Luther King Jr. there. I don't know. I'm just all over the place this morning. Anyways, God says to Abraham, you will leave Babylon and go back to the promised land of Canaan. You can see how when you reinterpret that story 50 years later, it gives you hope and a promise because it says this, look, God did this before so God can do it again. That's why they wrote these stories in new and fresh ways. It's like looking at your old journal and saying, I'm a little embarrassed that I got here, but those things are what made me and they've shaped me and that's the stuff i take with me moving forward into my life and so the whole old testament is the retelling of israel and it is their understanding of all of the scripture so the genesis story is then magnified by the torah this is really nerding out for you for those of you that need to like zone out here's your moment come back to me in like 30 seconds The Torah is the first five books of the Bible, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, all written while they're in Babylon. And it's all about the struggle that Israel goes through and how God saves them and redeems them and keeps the blessing going even when they can't see it. And then the Torah is magnified by the rest of the Old Testament. And then what the scriptures are providing for us is that this is our story as well that we can find ourselves in the place of this journey. Because the story of the people of God has always been this. There are moments in life where we struggle and we don't have it all figured out, where it feels like we're in captivity, where it feels like we're in exile, where it feels like the future is bleak, but God has showed up in the past, so God will show up in the future. And any of us at any moment can find ourselves within that narrative. But we have to choose to. That's what the story of Abraham provides for us. We have to make that choice. I know you've been asking yourself, when are we going to get to neuroscience? Well, here we are, my friends. The reticular activator is a part of your cortex that helps sort information. I talk about the reticular activator a lot with people that I coach. It's one of my favorite things to talk about that the reticular activator is the thing that sorts out all of the information that we have at any given moment, that we are all consuming info all the time, what we're smelling, what we're tasting, what our senses are experiencing, we're interpreting everything, right? You're interpreting somebody's face, you're interpreting what's going on in social media, you're making meaning all of the time and it's endless information that's coming into your brain and so the reticular activator sorts all of that for us and it prioritizes it but it prioritizes it in service to who we are. So this is what's interesting. If you've ever wanted a certain kind of car, let's say you're like, man, I really want a Tesla. Have you noticed that that's the car that you see everywhere now? Of course it is, because your reticular activator is now sorting and looking for that information. So what happens over time is that we begin to tell our mind what to look for. Sometimes we tell ourselves things like, well, these things always happen to me. I'm always going to be poor. Every relationship, this is what goes on. And you know Democrats, you know Republicans, you name the thing, your brain has the best algorithm that's ever created and it's sorting the information for your life. But here's the crazy thing about your reticular activator. You could tell your brain, I am awesome. I am incredible. I thrive wherever I go. I make people happy. And your brain will begin to sort that information to do that. So what is scary about that is, is that our brain is looking for what we tell it, but our brain is also blocking out the other good information that is at times coming in. It's why two different people can watch the same movie and one person can be sad and another person can be satisfied because our brains are sorting the information that we're telling it to look for. The story of Abraham for me is a moment of neuroscience. It's a moment where the people of God are reinterpreting their stories and they're rewriting them down and they had a choice in this moment. They were in Babylon and they were in captivity and everything was going wrong. And they could have said, look at us, here we go again. We messed it up, let's live in shame, let's live in guilt. We always do this to ourselves. We're never faithful enough to God. I can never please this God. Look at me. I never get things right. I'm always gonna be a failure. But that's not what the people of God did. The people of God told themselves a different story. They honored all of the baggage that they had before, they honored the fact that they were unfaithful. They named the reasons why they were exiled and went into captivity. But when they retold their stories about the past, when they reordered the luggage in their life, when they looked at the narratives that they were given, the things that they told their reticular activator is this, that God said these words, I will bless you. I will make your name great. I will, be, I will make you a blessing to all peoples on earth. Those are the things that they told themselves. They told themselves that in the midst of their greatest struggle, that should be powerful news for each and every one of us, that at any moment in the middle of our stories, we can choose what to tell our own brains. We can choose that this doesn't have to be a moment where my future now looks horrible. This doesn't have to be a moment where we sulk and we pout and we think, well, look at this, six days into 2021. 2021 is gonna be even worse than 2020. It doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be. We can choose how we wanna live into this year. We can choose the reality that we wanna create in this moment. And this is not some prosperity gospel message that just choose a private jet and God will get it to you. But if God does, please remember me. This is a moment of saying, we always have a path to choose in the middle of our story. We always have the opportunity to reinterpret the baggage that we have had before. Life is difficult sometimes and as you do the hard work of looking at the entire narrative and the things that you've carried with you, then eventually you reconstruct some things and you reclaim some things and you say, you know what, as I move forward this year, I'm gonna travel a little lighter. I'm gonna take some things with me, but I'm not gonna take all of that. That's been weighing me down. That story that I keep telling myself, that I'm not good enough, that those things don't work out for me, that I'll never find that new relationship, that I can't be paid that, that those people will always hurt me, that Republicans are the evil of the world. Whatever the narrative is, you don't have to carry that with you. But you can say, you know what? There are some things I'm gonna take on the journey ahead. There are some things that I've learned. I have grown. I have matured. And the future that I'm gonna step into in 2021 I'm gonna remember all of the good that God has done. I'm not telling myself this story just to hype myself up. I'm telling myself this story because it's always been true. And how do I know that? Because you're right here right now. You made it to this day. That means God has showed up. And so you can repeat those stories to yourself. And I love the word that's there for blessed. Blessed, for all of you liberals and progressives out there, here you go, you're welcome. The Hebrew word for blessed is barak. You're welcome. Uh, it's the word for blessed and blessing. And it's a word that I literally used to hate because like, every evangelical that I would know would do it online, like just hashtag blessing, I got a new Ferrari. I'm like, I don't think that's what that means, but good. That's a win. I do think it's a powerful word, though. I think it's a word that represents choice where God is saying, Israel, in the midst of a struggle, I want to bless you. In the midst of a future that feels unknown, I want to bless you. And all the stories of all the moments that have shown up. And the rest of the story of Genesis and the story of the Torah and the rest of the Old Testament is the reminders of those stories. Remember when you were in Egypt? Remember when you thought there was no way out of that? Who came to your rescue? Who fought off Pharaoh when you had nothing left? Do you remember when you were in the desert for 40 years, searching, wandering, wandering, just hoping that there was life? Who got you through that? Remember those promised lands? Remember those new moments? Remember those relationships? Yeah, I was there for you, that you have been blessed. You have received a gift. You have received kindness. Would you receive that? And would you carry that with you as you move into 2021? That's a choice that you can make. In New Abbey, as I think back into 2020, one of my favorite lists that I made at the end of the year was all the beautiful little children that were born into this community who I still have yet to meet, except on Instagram, because of COVID. And I think of so many stories of people who are dealing with infertility, so many stories of people who for years were just begging for a child and to hear Beautiful stories like Chad and Caitlin Akins, who in December, who Caitlin Akins two years ago stood on this stage as a meeting interesting person after dealing with a miscarriage and just wondering why, God, that in December they had their beautiful little baby girl. What a gift. What a moment to remember. Yeah, I blessed you there. Of God saying, I know you didn't think that was gonna come in, but I blessed you there. And there's all these other things that you can reinterpret from your past but you can just leave that stuff alone and you can carry this with you into your future. Remember those times that I blessed you? Remember those times that I showed up? And here's why. That if you can remember that, if you can be transformed by your pain and by your baggage and by your difficulty and by your struggle, then you won't transmit it. Instead, you'll offer the world celebration and healing and then you will be a blessing. And the journey that Genesis provides for us from the very beginning in the middle of this journey is in 2021, New Abbey, you have a choice. This can be another horrible year like 2020 and we all can sulk about it. Or we can remember all of the things that God has blessed us with. And we can make a choice, an intentional choice this day to go be a blessing to others. That the biggest story of God is being told in the life of this community all of the time. That new, new abbeys are starting up around the country because people are hungry for good news good news. People are hungry for stories where God shows up in their life, regardless of who you are, celebrates you, heals you, transforms your life, and matures you so that you, you can go be a blessing to others. And so I want to leave you with this. What are some ways that you can remind yourself of this as you move into 2021? Here's something that I've done. Maybe it works for you. I just have a little list on my phone where I write down all of the things that I'm grateful for from 2020. Where when I look at it, it's like me creating my own scripture in some way. These own good words from my life of saying, oh, look, that's where God showed up. Oh, that's where God was kind. Man, I never thought that conversation would go that way. Look how God blessed me. Look how God blessed us. And then I think about every day I have this question that I ask myself. Who can I serve? Who can I be a blessing to? Who can I offer kindness to? And for me, it's simply this, that in every conversation that I get into, every Zoom call, I just think, how am I asking that question about this person? Because that's our job in the world. That as God reforms and reshapes and provides us with a different trajectory for our journey, how do we offer that blessing to others? New know, Abby, we have a choice in 2021. We are on a journey together, and I believe that all of our stories together will tell the biggest story of God. You're going to get back in your groups and you're going to be able to answer this question with one another. Who will you bless this week? Enjoy.